Hello and welcome back to the ICA podcast with Gertie and Maiden. <laughs> Today, apple tar, sour or sweet? We have the answers. No, it's not. It's of course, it's Michael and Mark. And today we're going to be talking about the labia. The who? It's a oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a place in Egypt. Um, <laughs> yet to see one in a while. Um, Michael, I got these for you. Thank you very much. This has been the most impromptu return of a podcast ever. It has. Guinness World Record will confirm it. We were going on last Friday. Yeah. We were going to leave until September or so once the house was sorted. But sure, we're here now. Yeah. Might as well give it a lash. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, as you can see, we got a new studio. Yeah. Um, it's impressive. Uh, beautiful paint. And isn't this a recline? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Alpen furniture. The Dock Road, Narco. Your only place for... I have to say, there's some good stuff on the Instagram lately. Did you see the dining table? With the grey chairs that kind of spring back a little bit. Yes, I mean, yeah. they nice. they look sassy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've gone for an oak table in our place, but oh, yeah. we'll be definitely paying a visit to Help with Furniture when we get our plumber back. So, and uh, Michael, you've been known for your, your many roles. My many roles, yes, many indeed. Roles. Yeah. And now yeah. you've taken on two more. You are a construction site worker. Oh yes, so you uh, chop pallets in your spare <laughs> time. I do, I do. Um, I enjoy that. What else do you do? You um, <laughs> you bake, bake apple tarts. I think I've been uh, <laughs> How is life on the sites? Life on the sites. Mm. It's very interesting. Um, what would you say? I don't do a whole lot. My father does most of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashton's father's doing all the Thailand, but it's great. When you're dealing with people, then you say, you, you, it's more authority. Like when you say, oh no, the Tyler has asked for something, and then he doesn't know that there's a family relation or whatever. So, right. you're, you know, you're always. You're always keeping your cards close to your chest when you're in the self-build game. You're playing little status games all the time. Not <laughs> status games, you know, what are you doing here? Um, you're, you're it's a game of poker, isn't it? Poker, yes, yes yeah. And Come today, please. <laughs> isn't as stressful as everyone makes it out. Uh, when I started building, someone said to me, um, oh, I wouldn't do it again. Mm. And I couldn't understand it. And now I do. <laughs> like, I would do it once. I'm delighted I have a forever home with my fiancé. But I would never want to have to build again for your own home right yeah why because you're so invested into it like there's your like now look if you got a builder in it's different already we've gone this direct labor route and direct labor is fine but you have to be very patient Mm. you have to be very patient um what is direct labor direct labor means that you you pull the strings, so as in you orchestrate it, so that you get the plumber in, and then you know that then you need to get the electrician in, and you know you're you're constantly managing it. Fuck that! No way. That's like a full time job, isn't it? It is, but well, no, it it isn't. It isn't like you're saving. We're saving thousands by doing it that way. Yeah. Um, but losing years off your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, you could, and like Ashton would. Uh, oh no, I've. From very early on, I decided, no, actually, I tell it I, halfway through, I decided <laughs> that there's no way I'm, I'm just going to have to let go of this and let us see how it goes. And yeah. that's how I've treated it. But as a result, then, the build has taken 18 months, probably. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a long old road, but it's going to be so worth it. Like, everything's coming together now. It's painted. Um, it, like, it, Mick Malloy's architecture and skills are just... Oh, chef's kiss. Delightful. Yeah. Splendid. Like his, the, the, you'll see it when you're in the house, but mm. like 
we have a space that will be that we will imbue with a soulful presence, a, a place where pe friends, family can gather and put their cheese in the bowl. <laughs> Do you know, I actually have the perfect bowl for this. <laughs> When I was in college, I was. <laughs> when I was in college, I did this uh, "What is a Republic?" talk in Gory Library, <laughs> and at the end, at the end, they said we we didn't want to give the speakers fifty euros or whatever. We decided we get them gifts. And Robert O'Connor, I have a handcrafted Robert O'Connor bowl. Uh, Lovely. And it's ready for this task, yeah. That will rev your engine, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of space. Then we quality. Yeah. So, yeah, we've loads of... Uh, yeah, anyway, it's going to be great, so... Yeah. It will, it will. Um, <laughs> and you have a baby there. Nora's still flying. Nora is there, yes. She is. Everywhere. She's there. <laughs> uh, no, she's great. She's nearly walking now. She's kind of taking, like, one or two steps. So, say, like, that table, she'd go from the table to the couch here. But one or two where her hands are in the air. Not fully walking yet. But yeah, I know she's great. Um, she's nearly a year old now. That's mm. gone by. She'll be a year old in six weeks. That's crazy, like. Isn't it? Yeah. It flies by. Uh, we're bringing her to America for her first birthday. Yes. And uh, leaving her there. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we're going over to Chicago for uh, a week. So that'll be interesting trying to see how to fly with babies. Mm. Because that um, will be a challenge I suppose for the other passengers on the plane <laughs> not so much for me I'll take a sleeping tablet <laughs> um, no that's it uh, Michael you recently gave up alcohol yes recently <laughs> every day uh, <laughs> that's like <laughs> um, the Pope has said something about uh, that priest about their priest being able to marry mm. and he said that that was a temporary ban but as in temporary but like he used the word temporary anyway, but it was temporary since the year 400. <laughs> so I recently gave up alcohol in the same context. Oh, so yes. priests are going to be allowed to marry soon? Uh, maybe. There's, they're talking. They're talking. Mm. I'm sure they could always be talking about it. So. Yeah. And the Dalai Lama is in trouble. I, I'm very interested in the fact that you managed to see that because I don't <laughs> think it's very, it's very widely available in the internet. Really, I, I don't think it's. Don't think it's on mainstream media. Like I don't think RTE have reported no, this. No, I did see it on Instagram. Did you see it, Shane? It's on Twitter and Instagram. It's social media. The power of social media. The power of social. Yeah, mainstream. I don't think I reported it. Yeah, well, I used to suck the priest's tongue the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing was ever said. Um, then very I, strange. I did see. It, yeah, it does look strange. I did see another counter uh, piece that it was normal, mm. but if you. It doesn't look normal. No, it's very weird. Apparently, I did see that as well as that. Uh, this is like tradition or something in Buddhism. Or is, was it Buddhism or something? It's like something. A, a hug, basically. But then you can say, like, sex is just a hug as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was hugging him. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Mm. Very, very strange. Mm. But, like, why would he, the Dalai Lama get to 97 or whatever he is before he starts this? Surely yeah. he wouldn't have the highest libido in the world. Yeah, and it's just coming to me now. Um, the reason people think they're circulating it is because he's coming up for re-election or something. So the Dalai Lama, yeah, is elected. 
apparently so. Is he not just like a ephemeral kind of? I don't know how it works. Being is he the president of that religion? Oh, oh, he's like the Pope of Buddhism. I think I don't really fully understand, but I remember saw seeing something about the fact that there's a re-election coming up. So this is like a smear campaign, but very okay. easy. Content. It's not really a smear campaign. He did yeah. like there's a yeah. I seen a picture or a video or something of it. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Didn't think we get to that. You were talking about alcohol. Yeah. Or the day. Uh, I gave up alcohol for four months. Yes. And uh, I broke. I was going to go for six. Full mm. disclosure. I was going to go for six. And then yeah. there was a wedding on. Mm. I decided I decided on the way to the wedding I was going to drink. I'm in Homer. And Homer, actually from the start when I said I was like, I have this wedding in four mm. months. That's going to be a big test. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see when I cro- I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. And I got to that bridge and I ordered a pint of Heineken. So I broke it. Um it's definitely like going a period of time without drinking alcohol I think is very eye opening um, as you can probably attest to your eyes have never been closed um, you've never drank uh, so a, a week of feeling like shit like it's now the following Sunday and I drank Friday and Saturday last week I still am only coming right from it now uh, some people would say ah, like you're get over it or whatever that's like just fine whatever keep drinking um two days of like misery and illness and then a following week of say increased levels of anxiety and uh, poor mental health just demotivated it's for all to feel a bit less uh anxious in social situations just is not worth it to me at all i don't think i'm going to go for six months now and i'm going to commit to the six and i'm not going to drink for six months no matter what comes up because i gave myself that leeway out in the first place and I definitely feel like towards the end of the four months, uh, my head was in a really good place. Four months is the longest I think I've gone without drinking since I was probably 17, maybe 16. Um, so that four months is very eye-opening. Towards the end of it, like my mental health was in a really, really good place. My training was in a really good place. I was eating well. I was sleeping really well without trying. I just got into a proper rhythm with my sleep. Uh, and then just two days of drinking knocked that sideways. And like I'm pulling it back right. I know it'll be fine now. It's co- it's coming right now and it'll be fine. Two weeks I'd say I'll be back to kind of coming to where I was. But it felt like the longer I stayed away from it, the more momentum I had. And it was just this one thing I needed to cut out. And like I know, say my job as a personal trainer is like, um, and the, way, the approach I would take to it would be sustainability. So like I'd say, do you know what? If you want to drink, go drink. Just fucking moderately, moderately or whatever. That's fine for some people. I don't think it's fine for me. Um, personally I've obviously had my own difficulties with mental health in the past uh, I don't think I think with my susceptibility to uh, poor levels of mental health I don't think alcohol is something that serves me in any positive way other than feeling a bit less anxious in social situations so I'm going to go six months without it now and then I review I might go even longer very interesting um, a few things Mark mm. Um, you said there earlier, like that you broke it. Oh, sorry, I touched my microphone. Sorry for this disturbance. <laughs> I was stro- stroking my neck here. Um, you broke it, mm. and I could almost perceive that there was a a, a hue of guilt off that. Did, mm. Do you feel? Did you feel yourself feeling guilty that you'd broken it? Or I thought I would feel even guiltier than I do. I don't feel as guilty as I probably thought I would, but I just like there's a difference in. People say, oh, you shouldn't feel guilt or shame about it. 
and that while that's true like you should take note of the fact that you felt like shit because you did something and then try to correct that in the future so you don't feel like shit again there's a difference in that like that's a very good expression take note and observe like that that's very it's a very important distinction yeah and I think it's something that we are only kind of coming to recently in terms of how we handle things but that's just my inference Um, then another thing that struck me is know thyself like what you're describing there that you know yourself that you are better without it than with it at all yeah you know that's why you're trying for the six months I take it is that correct yeah yeah so like in many ways that actually describes why I don't drink I don't like I uh, I was just always kind of I suppose I, I yeah but like look I'm very um, persistent and, and want to and can be stubborn about things so like when I decided uh, in my teens that I wasn't going to drink mm. I just knew deep down that I didn't I didn't need drink while I was often uh, while I was trying to lose weight or uh, maintain better mental health you know I just but it wasn't when it comes from the inside out then you're probably better off that way you know so I don't miss not drinking it's not a it's not a sentence that I impose upon myself mm. it's just it's just how I want to be you know and it would never come into your head. So say everyone's sitting in the pub and it's 10 o'clock. Everyone is like having the time of their life and you would never go. I would wonder what it would feel like now to drink a pint. No, because I can see that while while we have these three or four hours of a golden hour or whatever, I'd like to I'd like to cultivate within myself a golden hour that lasts seven days yes. a week. You know, yeah. it's, it's not... I, I don't like the idea of relying on something that comes from behind the counter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's it? This? Alcohol is taking tomorrow's happiness for today. Yeah. Yeah. So then... But, uh, yeah. But you... Look, we understand that. You will clearly understand as well, like the, the social lubricant or whatever, the social... The, the benefit of alcohol. And like, it's not... Not decent as such, but I just think that... I think there are better ways to be. Let's just make a bit of a side roll, but I think we'll go with it. Um, I was trained the under sixes, and there's this lad who won't be there. He's, what, five years old, mm. and he won't be there for training next week. So, mm. that, like, you could think it's going to be a birthday party, and his mother came up to me at the end. He's, he's not going to be at training next week. I was thinking, like, five-year-old. He, so he's not, right, so is it going to be a birthday party or whatever? And she said, no, he's going in competition. Five year old competition, right? Mm. The best five year old. So, who has the best five year old? <laughs> <laughs> jiu jitsu. Jiu jitsu. Yeah. There's a five year old. Mm. I go to a jiu jitsu competition mm. next, and he, he, she said she's tra- he's training five days a week. That kid is going to have such a. Like, just start jiu jitsu at such a young age. That, 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 that child's worldview is going to be so much more holistic, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how that is related, but it's just for me, it is in that like, yeah, because it's not that jiu-jitsu is better than hurling or that yeah. jiu-jitsu is better than anything else, but it's just, it's it's the path towards when you enter jiu-jitsu, that's, that's, what, that's what's there, isn't it? Yeah. 
to grow up at five years old knowing how to defend yourself is also going to serve you long term long term i think as well mm. there's an element of like childhood that you are defenseless mm. and you're fearful that's when things can happen you know you but if you can carry yourself as a five-year-old a six-year-old seven eight nine ten and through your teens knowing you know how to defend yourself should an altercation occur it's going to stand to you long term as well i mm. think mm. it's something I, i'd like nora to do is do you yeah. yeah. Especially because she's a girl as well, I think. So, like, do you think about jujitsu? And I heard this before. I don't know who said it. Um, but like, say someone starts a fight with you in the street. They try to punch you. You can run away. If they try to kick you, you can run away. But once they grab you, you can't run away. So therefore, if you can defend yourself once someone grabs you, mm. then you know you're safe. Because with the other two options, you can still run away. If someone grabs you. Then you know, yeah, and you know what to do. They probably don't if they're starting fights in the street. You can then walk, carry yourself around safely. You can walk around securing yourself. But you know, should an altercation occur, I can defend myself. Mm. I think that goes quite deep as well. In that, I think actually no, I think it goes a bit deeper as well. Like in that, before you get to the stage of being caught, or that that like, if you you know yourself again you know your capability in being able to withstand uh, an, an aggressor or whatever mm. and eye contact apparently is very important in these situations right uh, from what I've heard so like um, your your ability to hold yourself uh, hold your body uh, stand confidently or whatever and to to survey everything around you and mm. be because if you're cowering and mm. not looking at someone in the eye, then you're more vulnerable. Yeah. And uh, so I think they are linked. Yeah. Uh, have you been practicing Wim Hof? Um, funny you say that. On and off. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. With yourself? Yeah, I'm doing it um, every day. Every I'm day? I'm doing it yet today now. I haven't got the chance. But uh, yeah, every day for the past, I would say, month. Mm. Uh, there's definitely something to it. And I think it's like anything. I think the more you do it, the more you get from it, mm. or the better you get at it. You kind of understand what you're doing more with your breath and how to get the most from it. Uh, so I do the ice baths. I have an ice bath out the back of the house and do that two minutes in the morning. And then on, when I get to work before I go in, I do the breath work. Uh, there is a lot to be said for it I think uh, a lot of people will discount it particularly on the internet you see people making fun of ice baths or like breath work and all this sort of stuff but there is absolutely something to it to the Wim Hof stuff uh, I just feel uh, much better and clearer mentally after doing the both of them I suppose not together but there is a lasting effect for the two of them have you noticed any effects? Um, that was like yeah, like like what I think what you're the markers and the test for it aren't as obvious. And mm. I think that's why um I think that's why it can be easily dismissed. Mm. But like what would I say? It just you get a bit of clarity from it mm. you know, it's a easy uh an easy method, I suppose. I did do five rounds there a couple of days ago and when I got up I could hear static in my ears oh. for like a minute and uh, I didn't want to ask Breed if she could hear it or not because she gave out to me for doing it. <laughs> but it was weird. Yeah, I could hear static for a while and there was definitely like uh, some like lights and stuff I could see which was very interesting. Uh, there's more going on to meet the eye with 
this stuff, I think. And as you were saying, the markers where you can't really test for it, you can't say what's going yeah. on. Yeah, and when I say markers, I think information is probably one that we would be surprised by. I, mm. I, I don't know, like, a lot of his work seems to be about reducing inflammation in the body, but, like, there, it's very hard to tell the effects of information, but, like, and look, I didn't do science, so I don't fully understand it, but I... The, the notion of it makes sense to me yeah. that like the that our bodies can be inflamed inside and we wouldn't know yeah well you can test for inflammatory biomarkers but obviously we're not going to do that exactly in our daily lives mm. you'd have to go to a lab or whatever but like mm. it seems to me when he was tested in the labs all this stuff happened yeah there was uh they injected him with uh, an endotoxin which is like the flu or whatever and he was able to basically the what would happen if you got a flu is that the, that endotoxin or that cell would then spread and kind of damage the other cells around it. But what happened in this case when they marked him was that his blood cells targeted the endotoxin straight away and just like nipped it, nipped it in the bud basically. And they also done it in a petri dish. So they got his blood, they got the endotoxin, put it in a petri dish and they actually observed that happen. Which is very interesting, the fact that like he had control over that. Mm. Did you... You did junior cert science. Yes. Did you do leaving cert science? Leaving cert biology. Biology. What was leaving cert biology like? Or did, what did you think of science and stuff? Um, I can't remember much of it. Uh, I liked biology because I like my teacher, Miss mm. Fairweather. Shout yeah. out! Some Shout out! Supporter of the podcast. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed uh, the ecology. We went down to the Slablands. Um, but did you do that? No. No. See, I di- I didn't do a leave cert science. Did you do junior cert science? I did. Ju- that was compulsory. Yeah. But there was something about science when I was in secondary school that I just didn't quite grasp. I felt like everything. Like, look, I know you have to follow a curriculum, mm. but it didn't make sense to me that you would conduct experiments when, like, it didn't seem very scientific. Science mm. didn't seem scientific to me, and that like it seemed very controlled and very like. No, it is what it is, and that's it. Like, mm. don't interfere. Yeah, and that didn't really appeal to me. But now, and 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 yes, like when you ex- outline like what Wim Hof has done with that thing, like that that can't be explained really. Like, mm. only like that that isn't something that you would see in a science book as such mm, because no. people dismiss it as furious. Yeah, maybe like yeah. I'm not saying I I don't know. I just. That was my experience of, um, actually speaking of my experience now, another mm. thing, weird thing with under sixes, um, there's this lad and he, well, we'd have these small sided games, 2v2, and there's this lad and he doesn't, he can't handle the game situation. Mm. He can't handle the game and he, he stands out to the side and he just withdraws. Mm. And I haven't said it to his mother yet, mm. but I, when I was his age, mm. I like he's basically sensitive to stimuli mm. in the in whether it's the noise or the conflict or trying to figure it out and I can actually identify with like I remember going to a birthday party or whatever and just noise or conflict or disagreement mm. would be very um, unsettling for me yeah yeah. and I was really interested then to see that in other because I've never I only really understood that retrospectively when I was in my 20s like, and I could understand that I'm just quite a sensitive person mm. and there's some books out on it and whatever but like um, it's very interesting to see a child like that because the mother like 
it's very unusual. You just think, why can't the child just go out and play yeah. like everyone else? Yeah. But inside, they're going through a hell of a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I was saying something similar when I was probably, when I was younger, like, you know, there'd be summer camps and all on that kind of age group. I would never go to the summer camps. Like, I would have signed up for it or, like, what, maybe a couple before they realised I wouldn't go. And I'd go and I'd, be, like, get very, like, anxious, very nervous, very quiet. I wouldn't want to go. I'd cry. I'd uh, say, please, don't let me go. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. And I'd have to not go. So I was very, like, socially anxious at that age. Um, so I can definitely see that. And it's something I think that it is, as you were saying, there's a, sort of a lack of, not empathy, but a lack of understanding because you're now this... 26 27 year old you don't can't put yourself in that five year old's shoes because you can't really remember what it's like to feel like that and we just discount it as like god why and he doesn't want to take part or whatever whereas like that child is processing a lot of emotions like they're fucking everything is new to them mm. you know they don't understand what the fuck is going on or like if this is good or bad or am i going to die here like you know yeah. they don't comprehend that mm. Yeah, I'm just interested. Don't know how it's related to Wim Hof and the testing, but yeah, it got me there anyway. No, uh, how was your experience of the traffic lights? Traffic lights. I think they should get rid of them again, Mark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking pain in the hole. <laughs> Waiting at the traffic lights. I missed two green lights the other day. What? Because it was all backed up there. Yeah. I think the tra- traffic... I th- now, maybe other towns are seeing it, but like, Gory has... Gory's traffic is mad. Yeah. Are we using cars too much? Well, you can't, uh, you can't use a scooter to get from Ramsgate Village to, to go cast. No, really, I have some pride. <laughs> Shout out to my neighbour. <laughs> he is not going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Now, the reason I say that is because there's uh, someone contributing lately about um, that we're underutilizing our cycle and, and walking in infrastructure in Gory. So okay, so they want you to fix it. No, we're going to fix it together. So we formed a community development group, and they're going to come on board. Ah, um, groups and groups. That's <laughs> how we solve the problems. <laughs> groups and meetings. Let's create a, a task plan or task force with yeah. on the walking side. You walk as a, yeah. Can we go and we keep people. Can we slash the tires and make cars around the states? <laughs> Did you see what happened at the Grand National yesterday? Uh, Petit protesters, yeah, 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 and you see all the memes of like the in betweeners. Have you seen in betweeners movie? Yeah, yeah, and they all wear the pink shirts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I never thought of that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you yeah. didn't join them in it. You I didn't. I wasn't there. I missed the memo. Honestly, <laughs> uh, they were going to yeah, they were going to tie themselves to the second hurdle or something. Oh like right, that, okay. No, they didn't get in. Ideas, right? Yeah. Mm, interesting. But horse well, racing has been around. For a very long time, mm. chariots and all that. Oh, we're going back to ter- wow, right? I suppose they're going yeah. back to yeah. the invention of agriculture, right? And yeah. they want us to stop it. Us. They're oh, they're yeah. going to undo thousands, many thousands of years of industrial agriculture by putting animals to work, by tying themselves to the second hurdle at Entry Grand National. Yeah. See, I have this. Yeah, yeah, I get you. But I have this little thing about this now where that petter protester, there's traits of that petter protester in myself. Is there? New in everyone. Yeah. People have been acting and behaving in a certain way for hundreds of years. Mm. But like, sometimes when we have this, 
like it, the, obviously this protest or whatever it's not, it's not going to be lasting or it, well, it might not be lasting or whatever but like it's still reflecting the human psyche or the human condition that we think things should be better because of X but someone else knows that because of Y it's very unlikely that X is going to matter mm. yeah and do you not think then there's going to be some lad sitting at home watching these protesters and be like fuck them and go out and kick his dog yeah, ah, yeah. Bastard, <laughs> fuck animals. I don't know what letter you put on that, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's interesting. But um, Grand National is like an extraordinary, extraordinary event, isn't it? Like, I don't get horse racing at all. I know your father was into it, big time. Yeah, and what I know, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but he coaches hurling teams the same way as he coaches horses. Really. <laughs> And it's a, it's a, I've only, it only clicked on me in the last year or so. But like when he talks about a horse, he has, you know, everything is about the horse. It's about the animal, the greatness of it, the beauty of it, yeah. the majesty of it. And then when he's talking about the player, he's the beauty, the majesty of it. Yeah. So it's the same lens that he has that yeah. even though it's an animal involved, very interesting for me to observe that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, should be a great way of training. Oh, managers. Shall we? It's time. Let's get our yeah. perspective of one tell of you, local. The last 20 minutes have shown that Paper Tuesdays was just resting. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get uh, our local management guru on the phone now who has no idea that the podcast is back. Mm. Beep, beep. Hello, Mark. Hello, James. Uh, How are you? We're coming to you live from the studio. He hung up. <laughs> I have to get a suit on and go to his office to prepare. Yeah, very unusual. Very Wasn't unusual. Wasn't expecting that from James. Um, <laughs> I wonder what he's doing. He'd probably come back now. He'll go outside or something. Is that what he do? Yeah. He's very organised. Very quick thinking. Well, maybe he won't. Like Maybe he won't. <laughs> he just won't. He heard the studio and that was it. Well, he wouldn't know. Mm. I don't think he'd know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Maybe Lily's thrown a stratagem and they have to... Congratulations to Ellen and David on the birth of their beautiful daughter, Ellen, uh, Lily. Yeah, yeah. James, Uncle Jim. Uncle Jimmy. Yeah. Uncle Jim. And Granddad. Um, and Granddad Paddy. Deirdre. Granny Deirdre. Yeah. Grandmother Deirdre. Um, while we're waiting for James to com- compose himself, mm. uh, the telegram last night while you were sleeping, Mark, I created a telegram channel. Right. So the purpose of this is I from day one, Paper Tuesdays wanted to create a community. Yeah. We had two live events because we wanted to create a community. And now I believe that we can create a digital community where our long-term listeners, you, you, the people, can uh, have the daily crack with us and inform what we have the crack. So basically, Mark can share a meme, I can share a thought, and then we can discuss it in this chat called a Telegram channel. And my phone is somewhere now. I'm just oh. going to get it. Oh, oh, never mind for a moment. Hello, James. I thought you didn't want to be on the show. I didn't mind, sure. Always a pleasure to be to be asked to share opinions. Any any insights from the past week? From the past week, push her did. We played by the last night two times. A good show. Good win. Good win. Good. Well, I wouldn't say a good show, but a good win. We'll take the win. You take the win. And um, how did your uh, who who played well? Asher James is. It wouldn't be fair to name names, really, would it? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, what are your projections now for this year, going into the championship? 
Oh, I mean, this show will give a good fucking rattle, you know. I just need to grab it by the scuff of the neck now and just ride it in the submission. <laughs> I've never heard a football manager say those words, James. And um, tell me this now, James. Um, how does it feel to have a 100, 100% track record with Dave Ada so far this year? I don't have a 100% track record. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot that. But you treat you felt that that was as good as a win, didn't you? The performance in the second half, or wasn't? Ah, good as a win. I'm the luck. A loss, yeah, yeah. How is the mood in the training camp? Well, they're training away here now. Football are hard on my day off. They're happy in the happy in Larry. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, so good, good out of camp. That's good out of camp. Put your look. They're big football on today between uh, Ulster Championship and. That kind of stuff, you know. So that, that's why I'd be, I'd be, I'd be clapping me home for me in front of that, watching it. Uh, an intriguing tactical battle between Monaghan and Tyrone. <laughs> Wonderful. Who do you think is going to win, James? Uh, I, you know, Tyrone don't win. I'm happy. I don't like them. That's right. That's fair enough. Remember when they said Tipperary uh, in some under twenty one football championship final a few years ago, and they had the the girlfriends' names and phone numbers on their arms. Oh, sure, that'd be that'd be tire on my yeah, they'd be they'd be uh they went on for the dirty tricks. The dirty tricks. And tell me oh, this uh be a fan of dirty tricks now. So no. Play you play clean, don't you? And well, to a point. <laughs> <laughs> I said to somebody yesterday, James, that you have grown your teeth of management now and you're very you're very adept at uh, the cutting word that needs to be said in that. Do you find that you have uh do you, do you think you always had that skill within you, or do you think you're sharpening your tools, so to speak, or tools? Oh, sure. Look, you, you can you can always sharpen your tools, but I have a lot of fun of an old cut copper here and there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What's the timekeeping? What's the timekeeping like in in training? What's your timekeeping is good. Yeah, that's raw time. So that's lovely. They're up to eternity on time. At that, that that's generally very good. That's very important. It's an important rule for yourself. It's discipline. Mark. Discipline. Discipline. There you go. No right. better note to leave it on Shagger Flood. Any words, any words for the comeback of the podcast? Yeah. Say that again. Any words on the comeback of the podcast? Anything for the listener? I should have had a thing. I, I don't know if I'd be able to come back for school or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't have chaps pulling this out in front of me like like you said this. Like, yeah, but you know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We'd, we'd have to wait and see. Oh. <laughs> we'll wait and see. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, talk to Kevin about it. <laughs> <laughs> have a word with him. See what he says. Right, the old Shagger. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Kevin O'Doherty's legal advice on the way. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so I'm sending you a telegram. If you go on, to, we'll share the QR code online, but it's t.me slash paper Tuesdays. And I'm certain that we're going to have great fun in that chat. Yes. We're going to make the Instagram active again, I think. Yeah, sure, we may as well. A few Q&As, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. See what people want. Mm. Mm. Uh, Mark, it's great to be back. It is great to be back. And do you know what's important to recognise that we wouldn't have been able to come back today without Shane Halpin. He's back. He's a fantastic vocal. And uh, we also couldn't have availed of the sauna last uh, Friday without Shane's Ashdown membership, so... We're forever indebted to Shane Halpin and to you for opening your ears to paper chooses. Can I ask you how the listeners all happened in the sauna? My, my nose bleed. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the <laughs> George Vincent and Minnie Mark. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah.
<laughs> yeah, no, the my nose uh, has a lot of nosebleeds there a good bit of time, and uh, yeah, no, it just uh, erupted and. And Mark suggested that I leave and, and wash myself, and so I left to wash myself. But I left a bloody trail for the women in their lovely seafield robes that were about to come into the uh, sauna. So yes, that was my experience. Anyway, I went out and tried to stop it, but it wasn't stopping, so I shortened my sauna. Essentially. Yeah. So I we were kind of how far in were we? Maybe fifteen minutes, mm. twenty maybe. And uh, I turned to Michael and I said, how long uh, do you plan on staying in here? And I looked at him and I said, well, I think you better go now because he was gushing blood from his nose. <laughs> it blew all over his hands. So yeah, he went out and washed himself. And uh, then a few women came in in their robes and uh, they didn't sit on the Lord <laughs> did not. Yeah. But like, whatever way, they're sweating now, the heat in there. And I did it. It ended up, by the time we even noticed, you're on the media and rubbed it like all over his Oh my god. Leaving the sauna, the way it has <laughs> faces, the jacuzzi. And anyone sat in the <laughs> and sees a wild migrant over his face. I think someone gave him a box. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That, see, that reminds me. I, I can't believe I had blood all over my face. But um, when I went home, then Ashton had finished painting, and we put up an Instagram of me wiping the sweat off my brow after the hard work. Mm. And uh, my work colleague, Stephanie, goes, uh, she sends me a message Will you stop? He didn't paint that. He, he, or no, he didn't brush that. Um, he can't brush his hair. Never mind paint. And shout out to Stephanie. And she's all right, though. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Stephanie. Uh, this is see, I went back through your Instagram. Oh yeah, <laughs> she couldn't understand that. <laughs> that was the point. Uh, she was. Uh, I went in and uh, it was Ashlyn's birthday or something, and I wished her a happy birthday. Or I replied to Stephanie's comment. Yeah, three or four months later. Yeah, she deserves it. Yeah, yeah. How many days to the wedding? Oh, mo- less than three hundred anyway. Uh, two nine three. Two nine three. Yeah. Fuck it. It comes by quick, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, and I haven't done a whole lot of organising lately. So, well, we've. They have all saved the date and stuff, but sure. I won't have an almighty shindig anyway. So. We will. We will. What's the the final number, or do you want to know it's here? Um, it's probably going to be around two two seventy or so. Yeah, that's a big wedding. Well, that is, yeah, but it's um, it's best day of my life. Best so. day of your life mm. is yet to yeah. come. Yeah, and then we ride off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't told Ashton about the podcast on the day of the wedding though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll have to record Shane record it. The speech. Imagine. In the chapel. <laughs> I have the first line of your speech written. Oh wow. Okay. First line. Uh, right. so that's as far as I've got. Wow. So I know okay. how I'm starting it. Yeah. And no more than that. Have you uh, yeah, I I don't know now who who speaks or but like I want to speak, but yeah, I yeah. I don't know um I think I have two speeches in my head, to be honest. For yourself? To give. As in, you know the way the night before the wedding, mm. so you have a small intimate gathering with your bridal party and your parents and something, and I know what I want to say for that one, but I don't think I'll say, because I've decided it's so intimate, mm. I don't think I should share, share the big one. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. But we'll see, we'll see. We'll you'll see. see. There'll be, uh, I'll make a speech, you'll make a speech, um, Ashlyn can I think if she wants is she going to make one I don't know I don't know yeah. uh, your father does he oh yeah well Ashlyn's father definitely anyway yeah, yeah. Ashlyn's yeah. father he's an orator is he oh no he's not an orator no not at all but uh, tradition the tradition, father of bride yeah, would always give a speech yeah. yeah but I think nearly every wedding I've been at the father of the groom has as well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah mm. that'll be it and then we shall dance we shall dance yes in a way so I can't believe now I've gone to fucking drink again in yeah, two hundred six months is ideal time though because you're saying this now in we're in April still. You have Christmas and you have 
February. I know your stag is in seven months. Oh yeah, you're not going to drink a big stag. No, I'm not drinking. Oh, a seven stag. months. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, you're good at the maths. You you taught this. <laughs> <didn't you? laughs> so I might push it out to seven. We'll see. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Mark, it's been emotional. Thanks for bringing it back. No, thank you for bringing it back. Thank you to Shane. Thank you to you for listening. All one of you. Um, and get in contact for the Telegram. Yeah, in contact for Telegram. And we'll share recipes of apple tarts. Yeah. Because we are the ICA. We are, yeah. The ICA <laughs> has been the labia. <laughs> <laughs>